Mesut Ozil received an £8 million loyalty bonus. Arsenal's plans on William Saliba have apparently changed. And the Premier League is looking at going... Well, not looking at. They are. They're going box office. We're going to be discussing all of that and taking your questions in today's live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by Manscaped.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and um, it's a little bit of a strange one today because normally on a Monday show, we have a game to look back on. Um, we try to give you guys a little bit of, uh, of analysis, a little bit of insight um, as best as we possibly can. But of course, Arsenal were not in action this weekend. It was the international break and... Normally, I hate international breaks throughout my life. I've always been like, oh, international break is a bit dead, not interested. And I think even more so in recent seasons where the kind of value of international football outside of a tournament, I'm saying, um, has uh, has really changed. But, you know, as someone who now works in the business of football, I actually look forward to these weekends because they're weekends where it's a little bit less... Um, you know, less intense. Uh, there's not as much going on, um, you know, on on the Arsenal front. Well, not from a footballing perspective anyway, but there seems to be so much going on behind the scenes at the moment in regards to not just Arsenal, but with the Premier League in general. Now, we're not going to talk about this new proposal um, that the Premier League are are. are talking about or that people are talking about with regards to the Premier League project big picture as it's called um, we're not going to discuss that today and the reason we're not going to discuss that is because I'm going to be joined by my usual panel on tomorrow's edition of the social club at 9 p.m will be live right here on this channel and I'm going to hold back my thoughts and opinions on that for that special where we'll be looking at the uh project big picture in a lot of detail we'll be discussing that uh, amongst ourselves and we'll be asking you guys to chip in as well via the live chat uh, so look forward to doing that very much so i don't want to share my opinions on the whole thing now because it would spoil tomorrow's show but there is plenty of other stuff to be talking about and we're going to start off with Mesa Ozil now uh, a report uh, came out telling us basically that Mesa Ozil has <laughs> received an £8 million loyalty bonus. And he received that payment in um, in September. And you just, you look at this and you just think to yourself, my God, how has this guy uh, been given an £8 million loyalty bonus when he doesn't even play for us? I mean, imagine that. Imagine having a job where you literally do nothing except for turn up to training, have a little bit of a kick around, in a half-hearted kind of pace. And and that not only gets you your incredible salary, but it also means you get a, a loyalty bonus. Now, granted, that loyalty bonus would have been put in place way before the latest in the Mesa Ozil saga. It's something that would have been put in um put into place when he signed that that contract extension back in 2018, I think it was. Um, so that that would have already been there and Arsenal would have been contractually obligated to make that payment. So, 
you know, I'm not going to spend too much time sort of slating the club, but it, it just goes to show, doesn't it? You you give someone a bumper contract, 350k a week. You promise them all these loyalty bonuses, and then if things go south, you realise, looking back in hindsight, what a bad, bad decision that was um, to to put that clause in there. But at the time, it's probably what Arsenal had to do to get Messer to sign a deal. And and I've said this on previous shows, and I'll say it again: at a time where Arsenal were losing Alexis Sanchez, there would have been an uproar, a complete meltdown, uh, you know, towards the club had they allowed. Not only Sanchez to leave, but Mesut Ozil not to secure his future as well. Because both of them were coming towards the end of their contracts. Sanchez chose to move on. Ozil chose to stay. And when you look at the terms that were on the table for him, my God, you can understand why. You can also understand why he probably didn't want to go this summer. Um, and during this window. Because if that loyalty bonus, you know, well, well, if in order for him to receive that loyalty bonus, he had to stay with the club then again, you can understand why he didn't want to do it and why he is so determined, so adamant, so stubborn about the fact that despite not being involved in Mikel Arteta's plans, he wasn't even named in the UEFA Europa League squad. And there's a bloody good chance that he won't be named in Arsenal's Premier League squad that they are going to submit um, on the 20th of October. So there's a good chance that Mesut Ozil won't play for Arsenal again. But Mesut Ozil is determined to stay. He's determined to run down that contract. And if there are some other hidden surprises, and I say hidden, not from the club, obviously, but from us as fans, as journalists, as reporters, then you can understand even more so why Mesut Ozil was so against the idea of walking away from the Emirates Stadium. It is crazy. It is ludicrous. Um, and at a time where, you know, the situation is so sensitive with regards to people losing their jobs. The economy is struggling. Clubs are, I'm not going to say Premier League clubs are struggling because they've still got plenty of money and they're still going to survive. Um, but where football as a game is is experiencing some extreme difficulties, it just doesn't sit right with me that this guy has been handed an £8 million bonus for essentially doing nothing. Problem is that agreement, as I said, would have been in place ages ago. Um, and uh, as a result, you know, there's not there's not a great deal we can do about it. There's not a great deal we can do about it. In fact, there's nothing we can do about it. But I can understand why so many Arsenal fans out there were disappointed to read of that, were disappointed to learn of that, um, to learn that Mesut Ozil was essentially been handed a massive bonus for what we know now is, is nothing because he hasn't played. He hasn't featured this season. He didn't feature at the back end of last season as well. So, uh, Nessa Ozil, well done, mate. You've literally had our club. Um, you have literally taken Arsenal Football Club for a ride. Um, and I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of the Ozil thing again, because, you know, as much as I think he is in the wrong in a lot of instances, I think the club have handled it in a bad way as well. Um, I touched upon it before uh, about his comments regarding the treatment of those uh, of the, the Muslims in, in China. Uh, you know, whether you... First of all, you can't disagree with what Mesut Ozil said. Nobody should be treated like that. It's not right. And in 2020, we shouldn't be seeing things like that. But if the club didn't want to comment on it, they didn't have to. But they kind of shut Mesut Ozil down when clearly he was talking about something that means a lot to him. Clearly, he was talking about something that is a humanitarian issue. And people should 
that people should have understood where he was coming from. And for Arsenal to distance themselves the way they did, I think that left a bad taste in Messi's mouth. Uh, we've spoken about that before. I think the whole thing around the pay cuts, he, he, you know, he's adamant that he just wanted to know that his money was actually going to contribute to jobs being saved. Lo and behold, Arsenal made 50-odd redundancies. And lo and behold, during this window, the Cronkies have put their hands in their pockets and gone and got uh, Thomas Partey and Gabriel and signed Aubameyang on a new contract and given Willian a, a lucrative contract when you expect there would have probably been a signing on fee there as well. So it, he's kind of been vindicated in some of it, um, but also he hasn't covered himself in glory. You know, the whole Gunnosaurus thing. Did he do that because he wanted to keep someone in a job or did he do it to make a mockery out of Arsenal? Did he do it? to strengthen his PR position, uh, which we know that Messi and his team are so good at and have been so good at over the years at doing. So, uh, you know, there's two sides to this story. Um, but it's clear that he's not part of Arsenal's plans moving forward. It's clear that he's going to be on his bike come the end of the season, which makes it even more ludicrous that the guy has been given an £8 million loyalty bonus. No wonder Arsenal are struggling for cash. But as I say, they would have been contractually obligated to do that um, prior to the pandemic hitting, prior to them knowing that this mess at Ozil uh, thing was going to go the way it's gone. I'm not saying that they're, they're completely excused for the decisions that they made regarding Ozil, but I don't think many of us saw it ending this way, if I'm honest. Let's talk a little bit about William Saliba. Now, um, William Saliba obviously signed from Ars for Arsenal, uh, not last summer, the summer before, um, £27 million deal. He was um, he was sent back to St Etienne on loan for a season. He returned. Oh, I don't want to say returned. He arrived because he hadn't been here before. He arrived at the Emirates Stadium uh, this summer uh, with the plan uh, of him sort of being integrated into the squad and ready to use for Arsenal. But for whatever reason, Mikel Arteta and co. don't believe that William Saliba is quite at that point yet where... He is ready to feature on a regular basis for this Arsenal side. Now, we've heard all sorts of stories in the last couple of weeks. And I, I you know, I've got a lot of sympathy for the young lad. If it is indeed true that or well, it is true that he lost his mother, um, you know, 18 years old, that must be extremely difficult to deal with. Um, and the pressure of coming to somewhere like Arsenal and even playing at St Etienne, who are a big club in France, make no mistake about that. And knowing that you're going to go to Arsenal, perhaps, you know, he just wasn't quite right. And, and he's come to Arsenal, obviously. They've had a look at him and they've decided that maybe he's not necessarily at the point where he's ready. And as I've said on previous shows, Arsenal would not have thought when they made this investment, they'd be looking at loaning Saliba out again um, sort of for another season. But obviously things change and it wasn't the Mikel Arteta regime, I guess, that signed William Saliba, therefore, they were totally entitled to have their own opinion, their own uh, minds made up. He's obviously been training with Arsenal as well, um, which he wasn't previously. So they've had a good look at him up close and they don't necessarily think he's ready. Um, we know that there was an agreement in place with St Etienne for him to return on transfer deadline day. St Etienne have come out and complained, actually, that the agreement was in place for a few days, but Arsenal dragged their heels. And as a result, the administrative stuff wasn't able to be done or completed on time. And that's why the deal never went through. But that does suggest, doesn't it? Arsenal maybe got cold feet about it. 
Have Arsenal got cold feet about it? Have Arsenal changed their stance on William Saliba? Now, it completely depends on what reports you read. Of course, the domestic transfer window is open, which means he could still join a championship club for the season. Something I'm not necessarily big on. Um, I think it's a very different style of football. It's a very difficult league. And if you're looking at bringing this guy on in terms of developing him and, and building his confidence a little bit, you know, we know the talent is there. If you're looking at building his confidence, getting him back in rhythm, I can't help but feel like giving him the Europa League campaign. So, for example, playing the six group games would be more beneficial than throwing him into the championship mix where it's physical, um, games come thick and fast, you're playing games every couple of days and the style of football is essentially very different to what you're going to be playing at Arsenal. So I'm not necessarily big on the idea of him going to the championship. But as I said, it depends on what reports you read as to whether or not he is going to be going or not. Now, we've had some reports and we've read some bits and pieces of late suggesting that uh, William Saliba is uh, is going to join a championship club and that Arsenal have invited in a number of the clubs. They're going to hold discussions about his, um, you know, his future, the role he will play at these clubs, the style of football and how they envisage his development and that a decision will be made this week. That's what I heard from from Charles Watts um, on his recent video, of course, Arsenal correspondent for goal. But today, David Ornstein has put out a contradicting report, which says that um, Arsenal are actually planning on keeping hold of William Saliba uh, for a little bit longer, at least until the January window, which suggests that he probably will get the opportunity to play in the Europa League. Maybe the Europa League draw has influenced that because when you look at Arsenal's Europa League group, it's one that you feel, and I don't mean to sound conf overconfident or big-headed or arrogant, but it's a group that you would firmly expect Arsenal to get through. And maybe that means that because of the, the level of opposition, Mikel Arteta thinks that William Saliba can play games in that competition, can play games in the Carabao Cup perhaps, and that will give him a little bit more game time than maybe he initially envisaged. Um, so we'll have to see how that is going to develop. But of course, you know, there are still a few days left in this uh, domestic transfer window that closes at the end of this week. So we're going to have to wait and see if there are uh, any developments. Brentford are one of the clubs who have been uh, heavily linked with a move for William Saliba. Uh, but of course, as far as we know, as far as we understand, no firm agreement is in place with anybody for William Saliba. The closest it got to happening was on deadline day when he was all set to join St Etienne. But unfortunately, the deal was not done in time. Um, as I said, were Arsenal dragging their heels because they were in two minds? I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know. But St Etienne certainly seemed to think so. They certainly seemed to think that there was, uh, there was a bit of uh, indecision on Arsenal's part. Hence why uh, the deal stalled and the deal essentially didn't go through on time. Um, right, I'm going to ask you guys to chuck your questions in the live chat and I'm going to come to those in just a moment's time. Uh, just a quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. Uh, so if you are interested in getting your body hair, looking as trim, looking as sharp, but hopefully not as green as the Emirates Stadium pitch, then head over to manscaped.com. Uh, enter our discount code, which is Chronicles AFC in capitals, and you'll receive 20% off. Now, this deal doesn't have forever to run. Um, it's going to run 
until I think it's the 21st of October. Um, that is our month of uh, of uh, Manscaped sponsorship. So um, check out uh, manscaped.com. If you are one of the people that's in, uh, in two minds, I'm in an R about this. And I know some of you are because some of you have actually messaged me about it. Um, then act now um, or as soon as possible because the deal uh, will no longer be there unless the, the the sponsorship is extended but it will run up until the 21st of october um so get a move on if you want to get yourself one of these bad boys this one manscaped 3.0 listen to that buzz brilliant stuff it's even got a cool light uh, just to make sure you get in all the nooks and crannies and you don't miss any any uh, dark uh, patches out <laughs> so uh, yeah check out manscape.com enter our discount code chronicles afc uh, in capital letters and you'll receive 20 percent off as well as free uk shipping so it's definitely worth it if you are uh, on the market or in the market for something like that right let's uh, have a look at some of you guys's questions in the live chat spotted a few uh, don't forget to put a q at the beginning of them if you can it just helps me pick them out makes things a lot easier um let's see right brad richardson says that does playing ozil affect how much the loyalty bonus is not to my understanding as as far as i understand it the loyalty bonus was very much if mess Ozil was still at the club Mesut Ozil would receive this loyalty bonus regardless of the amount of games he play. And I think, although I'm kind of just guessing a little bit on that, I think when you look at how little football he's played in the last, what, year, then you've got to assume that that, that is the case. Um, Norwegian Guna says, any news on the Kirantini quarantine thing, Harry? Um, as far as I am aware, um, Arsenal have been in discussions with the Scottish government, with the Scottish FA desperately desperately trying to get Kirantini back down to London but um, from what I'm hearing he is still in Scotland and it looks like he is going to miss the Manchester City game despite testing negative for Covid which is really really frustrating from an Arsenal perspective but you know the Scottish law says that he's got a quarantine for two weeks if that's what they say then that's what's got to be done it's as simple as that I know in an ideal world we'd all love to have Kirantini fit available firing but you know, they can't have one rule for one and one rule for others. So I understand why they're sticking to it. Um, and we're just going to have to just going to have to swallow it. City are going to be out without a load of players as well. But we'll talk about that a bit later on in the um, preview show coming to you guys later this week, um, where we'll be looking at both sides in depth um, and, and looking ahead to that one. But City are very depleted as well. Um, in other news, because I know somebody's probably going to ask about it, Aubameyang is supposedly going to make it. Um, obviously missed Gabon's friendly against Benin in the uh, over the weekend uh, due to a sprained ankle after that challenge from Sander Burge in the game against Sheffield United last week. But uh, I think it was precautionary. I think that's why Aubameyang stayed behind and I expect him to, to probably be available uh, for the weekend's game, which is massive, a massive boost for Arsenal. Just a quick reminder of how you can become a patron of the podcast. You can sign up for just... £3 a month, you'll receive exclusive content, priority on the fans shows, uh, priority when submitting questions for our experts and a gift after three months of membership. Um, there is a bit of a backlog on that. I know um, that is because I ordered some bits from a supplier. The supplier took their sweet time, understandably so. Uh, that's the wrong 
the wrong term. They didn't take their sweet time. They struggled to source what they needed because of uh, current restrictions, um, which in turn delayed me. Um, and I am starting to reach out uh, to the patrons uh, at the moment. I wanted to do it over the weekend, but hands up, um, I got a little bit busy than I thought I would have. So I didn't get around to it. Um, but you will all get a message this week for sure. And we'll also do a fan show this week as well, um, which I'm very much looking forward to because it's been a couple of weeks, I think, since we did one of them. But if you want to become a patron, that's how you do it. And we've got a brand new exclusive series starting next week, which is for patrons only at this stage. Um, and that will be uh, periodic reviews of Arsene Wenger's autobiography, uh, My Life in Red and White. So I should be receiving my copy um, any day now. And I'll be uh, going through some of the chapters and sharing my thoughts on them, as well as kind of trying to read in between the lines a little bit uh, from Arsene Wenger's brand new book. So that series is available to patrons uh, and that will be starting next week. Uh, we'll get the first episode out on Monday or Tuesday. So if you haven't already, make sure you sign up and become a patron. And that way you won't miss any of this brand spanking new exclusive content that is coming your way um right what else have we got here big hello to everyone who's, who's joining us at the moment i can see lots of you in the live chat uh, hello to every single one of you if you haven't already make sure you smash the like button as well particularly if you are watching us on youtube um let's have a look at the likes on youtube i don't think there's anywhere near as many as i'd like uh, which is a bit disappointing so smash the like button guys if you haven't already um right what else have we got here um let's see let's see let's see um philip bevan asks there's been little stories about arsenal setting specific training routines for him i know he's had injuries but should we be worried about his fitness i assume you're talking about william saliba but with william saliba it's my understanding that the 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 issues that Mikel Arteta has kind of identified are around specific areas in his game as opposed to fitness. That's what I've sort of been been told is that they're more concerned about his uh, in particular. One of them is set piece defending. So there's specific drills and specific tasks that have been set for William Saliba um, around a variety of different things. So not necessarily just fitness. Um, it's more about developing his overall game and bringing him up to the standard that Mikel Arteta feels uh, is required. Um, let's see what else we've got here in terms of your questions. Uh, JJ says, do you think Louise will start against City? Yes, I do. Um, I, I do think that David Lewis, when fit, when available, is is very much a, a first team player for Mikel Arteta. He's very much someone that is first choice. And as much as people don't like it, he clearly uh, has some leadership qualities that Mikel Arteta really, really values. Jury's out on David Lewis, always has been for me throughout his entire footballing career. Um, but equally, he does get a lot of grief when maybe he's not necessarily um, warranted as well. So... Uh, Mikel Arteta obviously likes him. I trust in Mikel Arteta. I think that he will uh, continue to be a key member of this team. Uh, Chris Pantelli says, who do you think we should look to sign next, Harry? Um, I don't know, mate. It's a, it's a really difficult question to answer because you kind of have to... You kind of have to look at how the new signings embed in, how they impact the team. And then you it's, it's an ongoing 
work in progress, isn't it? You look at players and you say, right, this guy's made this difference, but we're still lacking here. We're still lacking there. And then you identify signings. I think Edu's been speaking a lot, hasn't he, about the fact that Partey was on a on a plan. Um, you know, he was very much on a plan that the club had with regards to recruitment. And that's fine. You know, someone like Thomas Partey, he's not going to not improve a team. But at a time where funds are not necessarily as available as they might have been in previous seasons. Arsenal have to be a little bit more shrewd. Arsenal have to navigate the market a little bit better because, mark my words, as great as it was that the Cronkies did what they did in helping get the Thomas Partey deal over the line, they're not going to do that all the time. Um, you know, these are extremely unique circumstances uh, we are facing at the moment, hopefully not for much longer. But because of that, it's very difficult to see um, that kind of happening later on and further on down the line. So for me, um, I, I can't say that until I see how the team are, are, are going to get on, if I'm being completely honest. Um, AK says, what's your starting lineup against City? I will keep that to myself just for the moment uh, because I will share that um, with you guys on our preview show, which is going to be coming up a little bit later on in the week. Thursday, uh, we'll be bringing you that and we'll be looking at that game in great detail. Um, Roland says, uh, is Arsenal really interested in the side Ben Rama? Not to my understanding. I don't think Arsenal are actively um, pursuing any potential incomings at the moment. The only business that you may see Arsenal do between now and the end of the domestic transfer window is with regards to outgoing. So, no, I don't think that there is anything... Um, I don't think there is anything in that or in those stories. Uh, AK also says, do you think we can sign a plan B creative midfielder from the championship after missing out on a war? I don't, if I'm honest. Um, I would rather Arsenal didn't do any more business and, and held off, you know, generate some more funds, potentially from sales, potentially from revenue, etc. And then go back in for the plan A. Um, I don't want to see Arsenal sort of making do by signing sort of subpar players. Uh, so I'd much rather Arsenal held on to what, what funds they do have, um, save the space in the squad. Of course, we've got this, you know, um, we've got this issue with the squad size at the moment. And when you're looking at those in the championship, you know, some people have been speaking about Buendia, doesn't help our homegrown thing. Um, you know, people have been speaking about Todd Campwell, who I don't particularly rate. So, you know, I feel like we'd be kind of, we'd be just acting out of desperation and I don't want to see Arsenal do that so no I'd, I'd probably wait I'd hold on and try and acquire um one of the main main targets right um that brings us to the end of today's live stream so a uh, big thank you to everybody who has joined us don't forget to hit the like button if you haven't already we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Chronicles of Aguna as we uh, slowly throughout the week Build up to the closure of the domestic transfer window, as well as Arsenal's trip to Manchester City, uh, which is just around the corner. So until next time, take care of yourselves and stay safe. Ciao.